You are listening to CMH EPC's Cocktail Mocktail Hour podcast. We host a Cocktail Mocktail Hour once a month where we discuss various topics over cocktails. And for those who don't drink alcohol, mocktails. We are inclusive over here. Sip your favorite cocktail with us or try our featured cocktail as we dialogue. This is an environment to hear new and different perspectives. Everyone's thoughts, feelings, and opinions are valid to them. And in this space, we respect that. And we're back. Haha, <laughs> did you miss us? We went to the woods for May, so... Now we're back. We here. We got people in cocktails and not cocktails for the person that's not drinking. Boom shakalaka. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. I would like to take a moment of appreciation for our guests today who have attended our monthly cocktail mocktail hour and are now here to share their thoughts and opinions with us. We have a number of topics to discuss. You never know what new perspectives you may hear. All right. I'm going to introduce our guests that we have here today we have a returning guest Alyssa she's back hi Liz hey Liz is a New York native with Philly roots now living in Houston she's an art and design loving foodie who lives for thought-provoking insightful conversation that inspires all involved always pulling up as her authentic self the pan poly princess as she's known by some enjoys fostering black queer community in whatever space she's in with a welcoming sense of humor and witty banter. She is also now officially a fellow podcaster. Check out her podcast, The People Want to Know Pod, on Spotify and Apple. We also have Jen here, <laughs> who was born in Laredo, but probably considers herself a Houstonian. But you graduated from school here, right? Yes, so, yes. Yeah, you're a Houstonian. Yes, definitely. <laughs> she is currently on a journey to find her purpose. She loves great conversation with open-minded people because she believes we can all learn something from everyone. And that is true. And I'm super excited because we have a special guest today, the co-founder and co-producer of Pod and Platformation. The reason you're able to hear us every month, we record here for the Cocktail Moxer Hour podcast. It's Savvy, also known as the Corporate Shop God, most notably known for his work as a member of the music groups The Hue and HISD. He is also the owner of the boutique record label Peace of My Entertainment and Hugh Republic Lifestyle Apparel Brand. Welcome, you guys. What up? What up? Thank you for having us. Yay, <laughs> thanks for being here. <laughs> so for our featured cocktail, we are going to Italy. That's where that's where this comes from. Uh, I went to Wine Wednesday at Hotel Zaza and Mionetto was the featured um spirit there and it was the best prosecco i've ever had so today we are sipping on the summer royale it is a gin and grapefruit juice with chambord topped with mionetto i'm not usually a fan of grapefruit juice but let me know what you guys think does it taste summery it is very grapefruit forward yeah but it is very summery it's very summery i feel like i should feel i'm feeling royal with the bubbles is it giving you italy It's given me by the pool. Tis the season for Summer Royale. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. All right, getting straight into our topics. We ready? It is warm in here. It's June. Like, it's hot. Lord of mercy. Summer, Maybe summer, summer time. Don't sue me. Or sign <laughs> me. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was when you were here last time, like, we do not own. The, and I'm we like, do, do we have to do that lines. every single time? Maybe so. I don't know. People are like, what is it, litigious? When they want to go to court all the time, is that the word? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> Sound like Y'all a got word. time and money that I don't have, so <laughs> I'm going to say it every time. We do not own oh the rights. Oh, gosh. 
All right, let's get started. Why is it difficult to accept what we see and feel intuitively? I was able to say that word without saying my words. <laughs> is it because we don't want to believe it? Like if you feel something? I think it's because we're attached to something. So uh, it's funny because I was talking to my goddaughter about it today. She's 10. And I was telling her, she, she was, she's into That's So Raven right now. Mm-hmm. She's That's So Raven. So she's like gone back and she loves it. And she's like, I want to have visions. And I'm like, oh, well, some people are blessed with that. Yeah. You don't have that yet. But what we do have is women's intuition. Uh-huh. And you'll grow into that and you'll see it. So we started talking about that. And she's like, what is that? Like, you got to pay attention to it. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Uh-huh. And we ignore it all, all the time. But a lot of times it's because we're attached to something uh-huh. or we really just want this, whatever it is, go to the pool. We really want to go to the pool. But that intuition is like, mm, yeah, it doesn't, something might not be going well. Something doesn't feel right. Uh-huh. So I think maybe it's like an attachment or you just really want to do whatever it is. So you kind of, it's kind of like a red flag. Like we ignore it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I agree. I think that like, it's definitely tied to wanting something and not being able to like, and not wanting to not have that thing that you want. Right. So like Mm. if we use the pool example, like, Oh, I really want to go to the pool. Like, you know, I had it made up in my mind pool today. I pressed my bathing suit. I don't know if that's a thing people do, but you know, (laughs) I pulled my bathing suit out last night. You know what I mean? Got my Brazilian. Now I'm trying to be Chichilian by the pool. (laughs) And my intuition is telling me don't go to the pool. Um, I think that over time you learn that you just gotta listen to your intuition mm-hmm. because yes. you go to the pool and then you drop your phone in the pool mm-hmm. and this could have been something you could have avoided had yeah. you not gone to the pool or mm-hmm. you go and you fall asleep and you get sunburned. Yeah. Like I think that intuition is just our body, the universe, our guides, whomever just saying like, hey, I know you really want this, but mm-hmm. don't, but mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> I'm yeah. only gonna tell you, but don't. Like you have free will, do whatever you want. Yeah. But maybe don't do this thing that you want. Remember, some people, I feel like they have to bump their heads enough. Like, they don't get it. But I think, like, once you learn to trust whatever that feeling is, like, once you learn what it is and learn how to trust it, then you can move forward. And everybody's there. So that makes sense, too. Because I have a family member, and I won't say which one, Mm -hmm. but she's definitely, like... Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Does she know who she is? I don't know. Probably. But she definitely, I feel like she keeps like going through the same life lesson and just hasn't learned and keeps making the same mistakes over and over again. I'm just like, you haven't figured it out yet, but you're like, you know, older. Oh, so yeah. So I'm just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, growth is not linear, so. It definitely is not. I get it. But like, as you get older, like life is a series of learning experiences. I thought, or for me anyway. So it's like, as I live life and as I get older, I've had more experiences. So I've learned more things as I get older, as opposed to when I was younger. Yeah, to your point, I think yeah, you um, you begin to uh, you learn to trust that instinct um, more and more as you get older. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. like, so after you bumped your head so many times, it's like, damn, I'm just I'm gonna live in this insanity loop, this stupidity loop, or am I gonna do something <laughs> different the next time? So yeah, you know, like I don't I like the outcome, so. Mm-hmm change it up oh no i agree time. i'm just saying yeah. growth is not linear but i mean yeah. no, accurate but sometimes the outcome <clears throat> validates whatever trauma or whatever thing you have going on in your head so like um if you say that 
you know, uh, this is X, X is going to happen to me. Right. Um, it, it's kind of like also, you know, you are manifesting this as well. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times you validate the thoughts you already had by manifesting this outcome. And sometimes the outcome is validating to you, even if it is a bad outcome. So if somebody is continuing, whether it be dating the wrong guy, dating the wrong girl all the time, it's validating to you to say, oh, I knew that this was going to was going to happen or this feels comfortable because I'm all mm-hmm. I'm, I'm we may, may have been trauma bound, bounded uh-huh. or what have you. So you actually are you're in, in the right in your mind, basically, when you get that that outcome, yeah. even though, you know, fundamentally it's wrong. Like, oh, this is a bad fit or this guy is beat me up or whatever it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's just toxic um, or guy or girl, well, you know. Uh, but I think sometimes the outcome is actually feeding into that person. And it's, it's so therefore they're not learning because for them it feels comforting in a weird way. Yeah, I think as humans we're um, we're predisposed to want what's probably not best for us. Um, mm. It's almost kind of like a Stockholm syndrome type of thing. Yes, and you you can't even really explain it. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever or whatever. But you can't help what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> so. yes. I can like bacon. <laughs> bacon is good. I will. I will never stand for bacon slander. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that when it comes to like not knowing what you like or why you like these things, I think that a lot of it is mm. like childhood trauma. Oh, like, yes. mm. It's like, mm-hmm. like I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about like how our parents don't really realize how much, like how many poor life skills they instilled in us. Mm. Like, oh gosh, yes. You know, hey, if someone, if a stranger tries to do X, Y, and Z to you, you know, don't let them do it. And it's like, okay, mom, but like when we were in the house, you like slapped the living daylights out of me. Like, is that, okay? oh, well, it's okay because I love you. Now I'm 22 mm. and in an abusive relationship and thinking this is acceptable because mm. even though this person is physically harming me, it's been reinstilled by my parent that this is a reflection of how someone loves me. Mm. Oh, you yes. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like yep. even when it comes to communicating and things like that, I, I think that it's unintentional because um, especially like in our situation, like we're all people of color. And I think that in our communities, it's to a certain point where not that our family's not that far removed from a survivalist living experience Uh and not Mm -hmm. so much just a living learning experience Mm -hmm. like other people might have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I had this thing um, in my early 20s I came up with called the law of the opposites. And um, it's like sometimes people actually believe that um, they're actually aligning to the thing that's actually the right thing or or listening to their intuition or they say oh, I'm about this and, I, and I'm about that mm-hmm. but they actually tend to actually their actions show the complete opposite yep. and so whenever I listen to people I was like okay they're actually going to do the complete opposite mm-hmm. like I almost kind of like put it in my head and I'm like I want to be surprised that they're going to actually do what they say but most of the time it's like you can't like I said your nature is what your nature right exactly. sometimes people can't help it I'm like okay they full of shit yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay but we'll watch you know we'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll let it play out I'm not going to say nothing Let, let's just kind of watch this show oh I'm saying something yeah. <laughs> it's like it's interesting because it's like they jump on trends right, right. so it's mm-hmm. like oh like whatever trend is happening and I'm this person I'm that person I'm into you know sound healing and blah 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 and then you know the life that they live is just hmm. super negative and you're mm, like I exactly. don't get it That's I don't think sense. those sounds the negative ones <laughs> will be healing you <laughs> just right. saying That's crazy Okay blank inspires me Blank 
inspires me. Mm. I'm I'm gonna be real broad with it and say life. It inspires me. I'm gonna have to co-sign the broadness. So of that. many things. I'm gonna go with love, actually. So uh, love for me inspires things. Um, I'm really trying to work on myself in loving everyone mm-hmm. um and not necessarily so there's different kinds of love so i'm not going to love it's magnitudes of different love as well so I'm not trying i'm just trying to come and be more intentional with my love mm-hmm. um but even love strangers to a certain degree um and certain strangers i'll just say that <laughs> um so um but love uh you know i would like to i think love is sometimes underrated uh, because of maybe traumas and things of that, that baggage that we have. Um, but at the end of the day, I think most people, re- I'll say most people have good intentions. That's what I feel. That's what I'd like to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we would just lead with love and everybody be inspired by love, it would be a different world uh, mm-hmm. for right me on. anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for me, like, um, I just love smart freaking people. Um, they inspire me, like, um, as a self-proclaimed nerd, like I always try to surround myself with people who I think are smarter than me in at least one area, on one, one category. Mm-hmm. And so um, like great dialogue with these types of people is usually where I get inspiration from to create. And you nice. are creative, you're good at it. I would say, like Courtney said, uh, life inspires me. I think that so many experiences um, that I have just living some of the living is begrudging, but <laughs> the parts that are not, I find them to be pretty inspiring, like whether they be interactions with people I've known for 100 years or interactions with people I've known mm. for five minutes. Mm. Like sometimes you just have a conversation and it's like, boop, mm. light bulb, mm. and you feel inspired. You know, mm. whether that inspiration lasts for 20 minutes or the rest of your life, I think mm. that that is definitely like a huge point of inspiration. I would say love to an extent, you know, and more power to you for loving everybody because everybody can't get this loving okay i'm working on it i'm working on it not everybody can't get this loving you know what i mean i do try to be like a little bit objective to avoid like angering so quickly with other people but as far as what's inspiring me right now is definitely going to be life because it is moving and grooving and Mm. here i am yeah well if i could just also add to the love um it's really about like right now i'm actually in a period of self-love uh so with that i'm very i'm being inspired by the love that i have for myself to do better health wise do better mentally emotionally so i'm inspired by the love that i have for myself and the love i have for others especially you know like my god kids Uh, i mean courtney knows uh, i love them to death uh they're like i carried them for nine months so there's they inspire me too with that, I have the inspiration to ha- have self-love because if I have self-love and I'm taking care of myself, then I can long, you know, make my life longer mm. for them and to be around for them because I would love to see big milestones. You know, they're only 10 and one's about to turn eight. So I would love to see graduation of high school, you know, Aww. marry someone, go to college, love to see all that. And I can't do that if I'm not loving myself. Mm. Mm. That's very right. True. That's so. very starts true. with self, man. Yes. Yes. That was a word right there. Starts with self. Message. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a little bit more. Yes, me. please do. That Excuse is what it is Have one for me. For. <laughs> or Are we going to take this a one shot for this one? <laughs> what? Oh, She's yikes. not drinking. So. Yes. <laughs> she said have a drink, not do a shot. <laughs> Shots are in my past. 
<laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> oh gosh. Labels. Do you believe in labels to be boxed into something or do you just want to be who you are? I don't I don't I don't like labels. I understand the need for them in our society so that people can kind of figure out like where to place you if that makes sense. Is um, that needed though? I mean, it's how you function in a world with other people. Like you're a woman, you're a black woman. Like those are labels. Right? right. But do you think they're necessary? Like if hypothetically we started a new tomorrow, labelless society. Like so to me, labels are are not a necessity. Mm-hmm. They're used as a tool to create division. Right. Mm, and then yes. you've separated everybody and then you're like, no, no, forget the labels because you realize there's, you know, for some people you're strengthening them in these labels and adding strength to one group under the guise of like labeling and sectioning mm. people off. That means if this group is strong, there's another group that is weak. So in that division, I don't find it to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Like under that realm, mm-hmm. I understand labels to be able to communicate to other people yeah. like where we're at now as a society as a, a people mm-hmm. whatever kind of people you might be that makes sense i think that it makes it easier to have conversations but also in the same token it takes away from conversations because once you use a label you give someone this idea of what you are mm-hmm. like oh well, you know i'm a 30 something year old black woman oh so you want to get married oh so you want to have a husband oh well i'm a gay black woman and now that changes your view of me mm-hmm. or I'm a bisexual black woman and now that changes your view of me being a black woman yeah so every time you add another label into your box it changes someone's perception of you and their perception of you is not the reality of what you are right and it's based on their experience in life yeah, and judgment and things that makes sense yeah I don't think I'm a fan of I know I'm not a fan of labels but I think when I was younger of course it was like I mean because when we were younger it was just like are you gay? Are you bi? And that's really you could or straight, right? So it was just like those three boxes. But it wasn't like, oh, now we are, you know, trans, pan, you know, there's so much. And so I think, you know, you are right. It, it is it really is created to divide folks. I think scientifically we need them so that way you can learn stuff, you know, medically, things of that nature, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, black people have a high, uh, you know, high, like was it heart disease or something, whereas Hispanics may have thyroid issues or what have you. This is not anything that I've mm-hmm. studied on. I'm just saying <laughs> these are used for examples, people, but I'm just saying so as far as labels are concerned medically like scientifically uh-huh. i understand them because uh-huh. you want to understand folks and give the medical attention that folks need in whatever label that you are in uh-huh. however sociologically no because uh-huh. it does it does create you know these um you know categories boxes that you're uh-huh. going to be in and you can't be anything outside of that or it comes with prejudgment or pre-notions of whatever that may be um you know, even just like right now, pod, like podcasting, right? No one sees us, mm-hmm. but they don't know unless we say, well, sometimes you do, even though there's some tones that you can, but sometimes you don't know mm-hmm. and you don't know backgrounds. You don't know any way I was raised, any of that. Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Beautifully said. 
Yeah. Thank oh, you. man, you guys are just kind of knocking it out the park on these questions. <laughs> um, so I don't even know what to add. But um, like, uh, honestly, yeah, when, when we talk about labels, for me, um, you know, on the surface, they make me cringe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do or whatever. Yes. But I think there's good and bad in all things. I think it's the intention behind, you know, labeling. Like I said, for certain things that, that have a certain construct, yeah, labels are probably mm-hmm. um, useful. They're probably actually good, you know. Um, for the progression of maybe science and you know being a STEM person, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then, like you said, uh, when it comes to like uh, things that are, are, are of the humanities, maybe mm-hmm. not yes. so much. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, so, what do you do with that? Um, do, we live in a world that actually now uses and needs labels to kind of you know put people in boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, that that kind of makes me um, you know that's that's the part that kind of makes me cringe or whatever. But I mean, I just understand it is what it is, and so you got to learn how to kind of navigate that. But um, yeah, it's just it's all about the use, right? If it's used for you know good, I'm I'm for it. If it's used yep. to divide, then not so much. So yeah, it's weird uh, because I'm thinking of a conversation I had with my godson. He's about to be turning eight, and he had no idea that I was a lesbian. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like but he's just a child too you know and so he had said something you know he's not allowed to say gay or anything like that and so he spells it out that he's talking about some kid at his school so then i'm like you you do know that i'm g-a-y-2 right and he's like oh, what not the <laughs> it was just so like his mind was blown so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like what like it just reminds me he was just like the whole time like sir <laughs> Yes, well, sir. Whole yes. This whole time. This whole time. <laughs> this whole time, sir. And his sister's like, Rory, you know, yes, she's always been this way. This is AJ, you know. And so he's just like, oh, my God, I never knew this. But it's just like, you know, and now he keeps it in mind with that. But I don't feel like that was, you know, he didn't label me either. He's not looking at me like, mm-hmm. ooh, you are you are G-A-Y, you know. So, it, but it's it's nice to see in kids. I know how they're being raised, so very open-minded individuals. But, right. um, you know, it's it's funny because he could easily put me in that box mm-hmm. and say, I'm not that, and you are now this at here. So it's just, yeah. I don't know, it's crazy. Go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like when it comes to the boxes, right, I understand that there's an ease to it, right? But throughout my life experience, I found that like understanding is not always easy, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. to make something simplistic, and also as an adult, I I found that it's a lot easier to learn something than it is to unlearn it, right? Yes. So if I learn the existence that there is no box, that's gonna be a lot easier for me to process throughout my life than saying, oh, this is a box, but these people are outside of it. Oh, this is a box, but these people are outside of it. Yeah. That's a lot more difficult for people, which is why we're having like a lot of these issues where people are like advocating for basic human rights and people are losing their shit. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that's a huge part of, to me, the problem. I think that it seems like in Notion, you know, no labels seems like it's helpful, right? For a child, right? But if you learn for 10 years that black is white, that the only two colors there are are black and white, and then someone is like, hey, by the way, you ever heard of gray? And you're like, I don't know about no gray. Like, mm-hmm. I have to spend six months convincing you that gray exists mm-hmm. because for the last 20 years, everyone has doubled down that there is only black and white. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think even when you look back into like the history and like how things became labeled, like mm-hmm. even when you think of gender, like gender is not a thing that just was. It was something that was created by someone literally within the last 100 years 
for the purpose of dividing people, right? When people use the term like, oh, that she's a female, like female was a term that was specifically created to separate black women from other women so that people could do scientific experiments on them. Mm. You know what I mean? When you start to get into like why these labels, why these boxes, generally it's more associated with harm than it is with good. Mm -hmm. The intention was only good, like, well, we don't want white women to feel bad, so we gonna call them females. You know what I mean? To create that separation in a way to harm other people, in a way to show differentness. Like, oh, I'm a woman, but I'm a black woman. So now there's a divide. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about it. I feel it does more harm. And even, like, as a kid, it kind of just recently dawned on me. Happy Pride Month. (laughs) It kind of just recently dawned on me that, like, the first sexuality I ever learned about was heterosexual. But the first word I ever learned related to to sexuality was gay. Mm. So I just assumed that everyone was heterosexual. Mm Mm-hmm until I learned that you could be something outside of that. Mm -hmm. And there's a problem in that in itself because Mm -hmm. basically as a child, I learned that like, oh, like even as a kid, like I am four. All I know is you're a boy, that's a girl and y'all go together. Yeah. Because that's what (laughs) my mom and my dad, my mom is with a guy and my dad is with a girl. And on TV, my cartoon characters that are masculine and feminine go Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Like you spend your whole life learning these notions and you get to a point where you force yourself I mean for me I can't speak for everybody else's experience as a queer person Mm -hmm. but you spend your whole entire life like beating yourself up for not fitting in these boxes yes oh my gosh and I also was like raised in a very religious you know what I mean people used to joke I went to church eight days a week okay so to be like well why would God make me this way if I'm not like why would he make me different from everybody else like if you're supposed to be my mans why you putting me through all this turmoil mm-hmm. baby it's hard out here I'm struggling Listen. you know what I mean I'm fighting demons within myself and even when you start thinking about how people process their gender of what they feel should be and shouldn't be like you have this notion of what gender is so you're trying to fit in this box and fitting in that box is harmful to you mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like there's so much more harm that comes from labels like my intention is not to make anybody's life easier to give comfort to give love cool you know what i mean here for that but as far as ease sometimes shit not easy adulting is ghetto it's not easy (laughs) and if i'm gonna do this shit y'all could learn about some more genders and sexualities oh yeah yeah i'll tell you something that um i used to struggle with it's like um and it's not like just the actual you know, me being a person that appreciate language arts or whatever, so it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. So, oh, yes. Um, so, like, the term my man or my woman my or man, my man, wife man, or my man, husband man, or my husband, I was like, man, why does that, mm. that label, like, to me, like, equates to possession? Like, it is. Like, they own you or, yes. like, a person owns you or whatever. Like, I've always wanted a person to choose to be with me and me to choose to be or we're just together yes. as opposed to, like, saying, that's my lady, like, I own her. Yes. Like, no, I don't. Like, I don't own you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like um, that dynamic has always kind of been something. I was like, man, like, you don't own <laughs> my existence. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? Um, but that's the way, you know, we've been conditioned, mm-hmm. you know, by society. Yes. Just to kind of, like, kind of think of it in that way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why does it have to be like that? Why can't it be just more, like, uh, understanding or, you know, we, we, we're we here. We're, we're this or we're that or we're not this or we're not that as opposed to, um, like, I have to own you. I'm like, to me, I guess, you know, being a, 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 a black, well, I identify as Pan-African or whatever, but being a black man in America or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, to me, it just sounds like slavery. Like, it just sounds too much like uh, master and slave. Yeah. <laughs> like, Interesting. No, you don't own me. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. But I choose to be with you and you choose to be with me. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like but that. that's, that's, I'm going back to the label question. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. th- that label, just, that's the way you say it. It's like, oh yeah, that's my lady. That's my man. But no, that's my man. Yeah. Oh, that's my, it's the way you use the language, the emphasis on it makes you feel like, hold up, man. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, I appreciate the passion or whatever, but like, no, nah, I don't, I don't belong to you, but I, right. but I belong to you. Yeah, we go together. We go together. We go together. I usually say like me and like me and my partners have a thing where we say like I choose you. Like mm. I choose you every day. I get up every day because mm. bitch, I could decide I want to leave tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. And I think Absolutely. that like uh, I agree the mind like the mind mm-hmm. the mindness of it mm-hmm. definitely feels like it's a possession thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that like. I will say that somebody like this is my boo or whatever. I do it too. Boo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my little boos wherever y'all be at. Um, <laughs> but like in that, they understand that I don't feel as possession. You know right. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've had that conversation. I think that not everybody has that conversation. Mm. I think that a lot of people navigate things based off of their views of those labels. Mm. Based off of like once I say someone is my boyfriend. You know, this is my boyfriend. Like, he can't be somebody else's boyfriend. He will be sis if he want to be somebody else's boyfriend. Surprise. And you know? most of them are. <laughs> somebody else's boyfriend. <laughs> These hoes ain't loyal. Some hoes are loyal. Guilty. You know, but not all of them. I get Church. <laughs> Thank you for giving your time today and for sharing your thoughts and opinions on the various topics we discussed. So our listeners, grow your community and take a moment to like, subscribe, and or follow our guests on their respective platforms. If you would like to tell the people where to follow you, if you want them to follow you, let them know now. I'm good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jane's like, I'm not on social media. Well, yeah. I'm... Uh, unexpected guests for today because I usually try to be like more behind <laughs> the mic or behind the camera or whatever. But hey, yeah, thank you yeah. for being here. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm Savvy and uh, you can follow me on all the platforms, Savvy, at Savvy.Hue, S-A-V-V-I dot H-U-E. Okay, um, it's me, Liz. Um, you can follow my podcast, uh, The People Want to Know Pod. At, on Instagram at T H E P P L W A N N A K N O W P O D. I know it's long as shit, but work with me, please. <laughs> um, and you can search it under the same The People Want to Know spelling on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And listen, chat me up, let me know, give me the tea. I'll be coming at you every um, two weeks, bi weekly. I set realistic expectations for myself, it's and it's every two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you're a local in the Houston, Texas area, we'd like to meet you in person at our next Cocktail Mocktail Hour. It is every last Sunday of the month. Visit CMHEPC on Facebook or Instagram or go to our website www.cmhepc.com for more details.